0: unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Does it say, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought sometimes pray? Always. Always. Always to pray and not to faint. Saying, there was in a city a certain, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. Least by her continual coming she weary me. Uh And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge Said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Though he bear long with them? Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. God, I thank you for your love and your mercy. God, I pray that you just anoint these lips of clay. And help me to speak that which you would have for this service. Lord, encourage and uplift and strengthen your saints, Lord. And have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can you give the Lord a good hand clap clap? Amen. 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 May be seated today. Amen. God is so very, very good.
1: When's the time to pray,
0: church? Always, always. always. And men ought always to pray. I want to take just a little time today and preach a simple message on never quit. Never quit. Winston Churchill's famous, ser- uh, uh, most famous speech came. When he addressed a group of people, he got up and he said, Never, never, never surrender. Never, never, never. Basically, he was just saying never what? Quit. Quit. It was the thing that got Britain through World War II. And it is the thing that can get us through everything this life holds and brings against us. If we're saying, I'm never going to quit. I know I prayed for that loved one Lord and I haven't seen them come to church. Lord I'm just one more time bringing their name before your throne room. God I'm just one more time asking you to touch my husband or touch my wife or touch my children. God just one more time I'm bringing my neighbor to you Lord. I know it looks like they're living in sin. I know it looks like they're never going to change. I know the situation looks bleak. But God I bring this situation up to you. God, you know what I'm going through. You know my struggles. And you know my trials. You know what's fighting against me. God, just one more time, I want to let you know where I'm at. I want you to know that I'm troubled. I want you to know that I'm weary. God, I want you to know I need your touch. Just never, never, never quit. I'm here today because God's answered a special unspoken request. Amen and amen. I know I teach Sister D a lot, but let me tell you something about that lady. I watched as her she was kicked out of our home saying you like that, that that stuff so much, that Pentecostal stuff so much, you go on ahead and get out my home. I watched as she went to church. And Mama Dad took her church clothes and threw it on the burn pile and burned them. I watched this. she got she got yelled at and screamed at and cussed at and beat. If you just want to know the truth about it, but I never, ever, ever, ever saw her turn back from serving God. I watched her go through hell on earth, but I never seen her turn back. From God, and even though I was not serving God, it was a witness to a young boy, a man, a little younger than Nolan. As I watched her faithfully struggle, and it seemed like everything was against her, and it seemed like nothing was going to work out, but she just did it. And I watched her time and time come to the house and hug Mom and Dad. And before she left, she said, you know you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You know you need the Holy Ghost. And I heard them say their expletives and run her on out. But they they loved their daughter. They really did. But they thought she was being defiant and disrespectful from what they had taught her. She'd come and she would love them and she would pray for them and she would spend hour upon hour upon hour in prayer for her family. Prayer cloth after prayer cloth. Anointing of the house after anointing. And it didn't happen the first year. It did not happen the second year. It did not happen the fifth year or the eighth year or the tenth year. Were there actions during that time? There is always action when you begin to pray and intercede. And you say, God, I'm not going to quit. Georgia was touched. Debbie was touched. Dottie was touched. All of them. Got the Holy Ghost. Amen. But Mom, Dad, and myself had nothing to do with the Lord in this apostolic way. Amen. Yet, she kept praying. And it turned from one decade into two decades. But two decades into it, I came to an apostolic church in Madison, Indiana. And when Brother Sanders preached that day, I went up to an altar and gave my heart to God, repented of my sins shortly thereafter, was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Twenty years of pray. Not quite twenty years, but rounding off. Twenty years. And then I met this beautiful red-headed lady. Sister Terry Best. And shortly after that she became Sister Morris. Amen. And then Sister Morris and I taught my parents a Bible study. And they have it on film, my parents being baptized in Jesus' name. And both of them, when they come up out of the water and raised their hand, God filled them with the Holy Ghost Amen. in the water. Because somebody said, I'm not going to quit praying. Because somebody said, I'm not going to quit Trying, I'm not going to give up. I'm I'm not going to walk away. If you look on that riverbank in that video, if you were to see it, there would be a church shouting and running the aisles. Why? Because they heard Sister D. Hey, pray for my family. Hey, touch my family. God, that He saved my family, saved my brother, and saved my mom and my dad. Save my backslidden sister, and God save them. Save them. You'll see me working worshiping all that work because she's seen the fulfillment of a 20-year prayer investment. Hear me now, somebody. I'm preaching to you. Don't give up, though it doesn't seem nothing's happening. Don't you dare quit, because it seems like nothing's changing. Don't you dare let your faith waver. Keep praying. Keep coming back to the Lord. Keep bringing that name to the Lord. You just never know what the Lord is doing. You just never know how the Lord... To something that heart. You just never know how God is working things out. Right. Don't give up. Don't quit. If you want something from God, don't you ever quit. If you want something from God, sister, don't you ever quit. Don't you quit for nothing or nobody. Don't you quit for the naysayers or the wet blankets. Don't you quit from the enemy. Oh, he wants to have. Haven't you struggled enough? Haven't you prayed enough? Oh, he wants to heap it on. Haven't you? Haven't you been through enough in your life? Do you have to keep? Is this what serving God's all about? This is what you got to keep doing. If this is what serving, why don't you just quit? Because I made a vow and I'm going to yeah. serve Him until I take my last breath or I meet Him in the air. I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to turn back. I'm never going to give up. I'm going to preach this word. I'm going to have revival. I will see my family saved. I will see my neighbor's touched. I will see the power of God. I will see the glory of God descending Follow me up on the church house. By my house. Because I'm never going to quit. Amen. If you want anything from God Don't you ever Ever quit Men ought always To pray And never To stop If we do stop Who told you to stop It wasn't God God never told you to stop Praising Him God never told you to stop trusting Him God never told you to stop serving Him. God never told you to quit bringing that loved one up to Him. God never told you to stop. And if God didn't say it, keep bringing it before the Lord. Don't you ever, ever, ever stop. You realize what we have, church. We have the Holy Ghost power within us. We have the name. That has all power in heaven and earth. And you can't invoke the name without the power on the inside. But when you got the power on the inside and the name called out in prayer, mountains can't stand in your way. Giants fall. Uh, Waters are parted. Uh, Miracles take place. Uh, Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Amen. Amen. Don't you ever quit. Don't you ever back around. When I look at Jesus, as He walked through this life, Herod tried to kill Him at His birth, but He couldn't kill Him. Jesus walked through this life. His parents lost Him for three days, but He was in the temple teaching the Word. He never quit. The devil took him in on the top of a mountain and tried to tempt him. But the Jesus answered him by the word of the God, because he loves the word in He said, let me tell you something. I'm not going to quit. You want to know what Gethsemane was all about. It wasn't about Jesus praying to some second and third person in a fictitious Godhead. It was about Jesus saying, this flesh don't want to go through it, but I want God's will. I will see souls saved. I will see lives changed. I will see the blood pour.' I'm not going to quit never quit knocking on the door of your heart. He never failed to send somebody your way. He never failed to lay your name on somebody's heart. How can we fail Him? Don't you ever, ever quit. The Holy Ghost is here today, friend. Hear me. The Word of God is here. And this message is going beyond the parameters of this wall. Amen. Don't you ever quit. Not only (laughs) did Jesus never quit, He came to destroy the works of the devil. And when He said, It is finished. And the veil was ripped from top to bottom. And He rose on that third day. And He went to hell and he got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Oh, well, I want you to know, he forevermore with the devil. He destroyed... The works of hell. He destroyed the works of the flesh. He destroyed it uh, by the blood of Jesus. Uh, by the cowmen that he went up uh, And he died in your stead. He never quit. Uh, he didn't quit when they were carrying on the day of Pentecost. Uh, but he filled their people with the Holy Ghost. Yes, he did. Amen. Yes, he, did. he never, he never, uh-huh. never quit. Lord. The Lord came to destroy the works of the enemy. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 16. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth tremble and that did shake the kingdoms? Come on. Jesus... So destroy and ruin the works of hell. That one day people are going to walk by by and by and say that's Him. That's what troubled the nations. That's what we were afraid of. Oh, does anybody want to be in that procession? Him? That's what Are you kidding me? That's the one? Oh, when you see those nail-scarred hands and they're reaching out for you to embrace you in the throne room of Helen. Understand you don't get there by being the swiftest. You don't get there by being the brightest. You don't get there by being the most talented. You get there by never, never, never quitting. No matter what comes your way. Henry Ford, he made a public announcement that he was going with a horseless carriage to put the buggies out of commission. And so many people laughed at him. You're going to build a horseless carriage that's going to put my buggy out of commission. Yeah, right. Sure you are. Sure that's what you're going to do. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen so easily. But not only did he build a horseless carriage, but he also was used and he built the modern production line. And Henry Ford rolled out the Ford automobile. And we've got some pretty nice Fords today. And by the way, he did. Amen. Put the buggies forevermore out of business. Yeah. Amen. He didn't give up when the naysayers. Well, you can't have revival. <laughs> oh, yes I can. Because I'm not quitting. I'm not buying up. I'm not turning around. The Wright brothers, in the first flight, oh, you're going to build a plane, the scoffer said. You're going to fly like the birds. Come on. Yeah. What you going to do? Grow feathers? You're going to fly, huh? Just like all them other nutcases that tried to make flying machines. Yeah, they really flew, didn't they? And when the Wright brothers... Kitty Hawk uh, rolled their first airplane out on uh, the grassy knoll. Uh, There wasn't a large crowd uh, as one of the greatest events in history was about ready to unfold. It went down uh, and it took to flight. uh, And for a short distance uh, it flew. uh, And then it landed. uh, And now tens of thousands upon thousands uh, soar upon the clouds a day. uh, at night, why? Because the right brother said, "I'm not going to quit." Good. We can look at other. We can look at other people. We can look at other people like uh, uh, Thomas Edison. He failed one thousand times before he made a light bulb that actually lit up and burned. He made plenty of them that blew up. But he finally made one that lit up and worked. And the incandescent light bulb was born because somebody said, I'm not going to quit. Do you hear me? Alexander Graham Bell had a had a dream that he was going to project voices. A human voice on something called a telephone. Across vast expanses. And people said, yeah, right. Just go to the telegraph lane and tap it out. There's nobody going to hear any voices. But today, we've got the cell phone. Because somebody said, I'm not going to quit. Never, never quit. Never. Never quit. Right Amen. These men, great inventors and these men knew how to subtract from their thought train of thought every fear and doubt that would cause them to quit. They did this without the power. Of God. They overcome great obstacles without the power of God. Because they learn how to subtract from their thinking patterns thoughts of fear and doubt. If they can do it without the power of God, how much more should the church of the living God, the blood, huh? holy, ghost still child of God, learn the lesson huh? and learn it well huh? that I'm not going to think of long lines of fear. I'm not going to think of... Order, you're gonna die, and that came from God Himself, Hezekiah. You're gonna die. Hezekiah didn't have a promise of life, Hezekiah didn't have any hope, but Hezekiah knew that God answered prayer. And he turned his face toward the wall. And he began to cry out to God. And he began to seek God. And he began to pursue God like never before. He never quit. And God granted him 15 more years of life. Without a promise. Yet with perseverance came the answer. Even without a promise. Church, we've got a promise. I said, we got a promise. I taught in Sunday school about the coming of the Lord. We've got a promise we're going to be with the Lord. We're going to meet Him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We've got a promise that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. That He's a very present help in time of trouble. A refuge in the midst of storms of life. His arm isn't short that it can't reach down to our circumstance. And neither is His ear heavy that it cannot hear. God answers the prayer. Yet he still called upon God. And God gave him a miracle. What about Naaman the leopard? Was he a part of the, the Jewish people? No, sir. Matter of fact, if anything, he was a part of God's enemies. He was. But there was a Hebrew slave that said, Hey, if you'll send my master over here to the old prophet, God will heal him. Naaman didn't have any guarantees of being healed. But what did he do? He started toward the prophet. And the prophet sent Gehazi out and said, Go dip, dip in the river Jordan seven times. Naaman was wrong. He didn't come out to see me. But I'm a great man. He didn't come out to see me. Naaman didn't have a promise. Do you understand what I'm getting He didn't have a promise. And as he was going back, one of his uh, one of his uh, not disciples but one of the servants said, "Hey, if he'd have asked you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it?" So he went down, and what? Two, three, four, five, six. Nothing's changed. But he went down that seventh, and he come out, and his skin was brand new like a baby's. Amen. It's our God through obedient to the spoken word of the man of God as he spoke under the leading of God God gave a leper with no promise a miracle oh that story is so much deeper if you'll look leprosy is a type of sin leprosy deadens the nerves and and it, it causes you you can literally rip a finger off and not feel it. It really, literally causes your body to deteriorate, turn white and rot and deteriorate. Extremely communicable, contagious. Huh? It separated you from your family, from everybody. Come on, think about it. He came. And he was a Gentile. Do you get what I'm saying? He had nothing to do with the Abraham covenant. But he, being a Gentile, came to the man of God. And the man of God told him to go dip seven times in the river. And he was cleansed of his leprosy. All right. What's that got to do? Gentiles. Without a promise. One day Jesus filled Bethlehem stables with a cry Mm -hmm. and bled and died upon Calvary for all flesh. And we which had spiritually leprosy and was without a promise received what we did not deserve. Right. That's powerful, folks. Never Never, never give up. On D-Day, I forget the number of rangers, army rangers, their job was to go up a sheer cliff and take out the gunnery on the cliff that was wreaking havoc on the beach and hundreds of men were dying under the, the, the horrible fire from that cliff. These rangers... Began the climb at near straight up, carrying their weapons. They would some would climb while others fired straight up, being tied up. And they'd switch off. Many, many of those rangers fell that day and was killed. But they made it to the cliff and they overrun the enemy and they silenced the guns of the enemy. And there was a beachhead obtained. And there has been many, many Many that have gone before us. Just look at Hebrews, the 11th chapter. and They did many great things for God. And they went before us. And they silenced the naysayers. And they put to flight the enemies. And God did great works. Oh, we'll just get it in our heart. I'm never going to quit praying. I'm never going to quit praising. I'm never going to quit trusting God. I'm never going to quit walking with God. no matter what I go through, I'm never going to throw in the towel. I'm never, never, never going to quit. I'm never going to quit. And the Bible says, you shall reap if you faint not. It's not a sin to get weary. It's not a sin to get tired. It's not a sin to... To get knocked down. The sin is quitting. I'm never going to lose heart. I'm never going. It doesn't matter who says what. It doesn't matter what I go through. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I'm never, never going to quit. Hell would like for you to quit praying for that loved one. Oh, yes. He'd like for you to give in the towel, throw in the towel. He'd like for you to turn your back on God and walk away. He'd like for you to give in to pure pressure to your classmates and say, well, this living for God stuff's not for me. He'd like that. He'd like for you to give in false doctrine. He'd like for you to water down the truth. But does anybody got a made-up mind today? Amen. I'm never going to change it. I'm never going to alter it. But I'm going to live it line upon line and precept upon precept. I'm going to do my best. Devil, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. I'm going to walk on. I, even though you make me the set in dark places, I, God's going to be a light to me. I'm never going to give up. Hell don't know what to do with a saying of God that won't stop coming. And that unjust judge said, Well, I don't regard God, nor do I regard man. But she ain't ever gonna shut up and leave me alone if I don't avenge her. And God told us to hear what the unjust judge said. What was he saying? Don't ever stop or quit. Keep bringing those names back. Because sometimes we think God has said no when God has only said wait. And if we're waiting and we're not bringing those names back, what's going to happen? You're here. Because of somebody else's burden. Because of somebody else's prayer. And because of somebody else's walk with God. That they share what God He gave them with you. And they prayed for you. And they reached for you. And they loved you. And they led you to God. Amen? Amen. And they never give up. How much more? Whom we have been given so much. Church, we've been given so much. Oh, yes. To whom much is given, much is required. Don't ever give up. Preacher, you don't know what I'm going. For. Hell wants you to sing that song. Right. I said, hell wants, song. Right. hell wants you to sing that song. Hell wants you to sing some of those country music songs. Well, I lost my wife, my family, my dog, my car. I'm sitting on the bar store right here. Hell wants you to sing that kind of songs. Because that's a prophecy of you hell know, that takes you in a downward spiral. Right. It's always good for it. You. you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to accept it. Just never stop trusting God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Never, never give up. You want to know why God's going to fill this place up to capacity? Because this church isn't giving up. You want to know why this church will start other churches? Because this church isn't giving up. Amen. Yeah. 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 Here, under the leading of the Holy Ghost, yes. Amen. and we shall be victorious. Can you give right. the Lord a good hand clap? And pray. <laughs> hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!